This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, we got another NFL Sunday. Obviously, one of the best weekends of the year in sports, in my opinion. It's wildcard weekend. We've got three matchups. I feel pretty good about where each of these matchups are going to be. And even though I don't know the winner uh, for one of them in particular, uh, but I, I feel as though I have a good read on the pace of each game. So let's get right into it. So uh, first matchup, we got Tampa hosting Philly. We've got a 46 total. And I- I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, it's it's one where I think this game plays slower because he, here's the problem uh, with the game uh, in Tampa right now. We've got wind uh, conditions and not for nothing. You know, if you've been listening to the show the entire year, I've just basically been telling everyone that will listen. Jalen Hurts cannot hit the broadside of a barn, And, you know. It's just one of those situations where I've been pretty much uh, looking at, um, you know, it, it, it's been it's been leaning more towards uh, the the fact that if they can't, if the Eagles can't get anything going, we might be in a spot where this turns into a garbage time situation where Tampa's up and Philly's trying to get their way back into the game. And we just don't get a ton of scoring, but we get a like kind of a grind, uh, grind out game where I think Philly keep uh, stays close enough early on because the, it was, it's been raining pretty much all the time in Tampa. You got 15 to 20 mile an hour winds uh, getting up to 30. Brady's going to just check this down, be not as uh, aggressive. I look at this as a tight end slate. So to me, both Gronk and Cameron Bray, I would have a higher priority on, for me, looking at this, than I would a Mike Evans. And I know folks are going to look at that as crazy because, you know, the Godwin's out, uh, AB's out. You know, Brady's going to be looking at Evans as his top wide receiver, and that's the truth. But with the weather conditions here, this leans more towards, okay, let's, they don't trust, they don't trust Ronald Jones. They don't trust Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, uh, it's, it's a, it's a case where, you know, actually, I don't even think Ronald Jones, yeah, Ronald Jones is out today. Um, This, to me, this leans more towards 
Yeah, could they try to prioritize Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, it, it's doable. But I don't necessarily want to hang my hat on Brady uh, being efficient. Uh, I mean, not Brady being efficient, but Brady leaning towards Keyshawn Vaughn when he's got his safety blanket uh, there in Gronk. I think he goes to a double tight end. They, you know, they try to run to keep Philly honest. And then you get, uh, you know, uh, pass plays out of the double tight end sets. And that makes Bray and Gronk in play for short passes. We're not, and there are props for Gronk. Uh, the props for Gronk are at, uh, we're in the plus territory to score a touchdown today. I think that's crazy. I think Gronk is, if Gronk doesn't score a touchdown to me, that's the shot. I definitely think, uh, you know, I definitely think that uh, we're we're in a spot where Gronk's going to get the work in the red zone. And there's nothing in this game that's going to really change my mind on that. I I just think it's pretty clear cut what Tampa's going to be trying to do. It's just, can Philly keep up? And the problem is, I can't trust Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. <laughs> We've got bad conditions for throwing footballs. I just don't see enough scoring here to justify committing to builds with Jalen Hurts at the at the QB spot. I, I just don't, I don't see it. So for me personally, I'm going to be less exposed to this game than I was originally planning to. I'll have a Hurts lineup, and in the Hurts lineup, I'll probably just use uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, but nobody else. Because I can't trust Hurts down the field to get the ball to Devonta Smith. It's a problem to me figuring out a way of how the hell this team's going to be relevant when it doesn't look as though th- these conditions are going to improve at all. I-, I just, I don't see it. So I can't lie and say oh yeah this is a good play i think it's an incredibly risky play uh going jalen hurts with more than one receiving option today because to me the way this game stays close is if jalen hurts can run and scramble and they can run the ball with miles sanders and i don't see how they're running the ball on this uh on this tampa front of tampa's healthy and the way philly likes to run the ball I don't think it's it's a, it's a recipe for success. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. I I I I think that, you know you're gonna get wind. You're gonna get inaccuracy from Jalen Hurts. Brady's gonna be more uh, conservative and check it down more. I think this game just plays a little bit slower, and you know Tampa rides out the win. I. I do think that if you want to bet the Philly side, you can bet the Philly first half total, uh, uh, first half uh, spread of plus four and a half, as opposed to going to the full seven and a half. I think Tampa can win this by ten. That it's it's not that I dislike Philly, but to me, it's one of those where you could have, you could tease this down. But my focus would be on the first half. I think Philly stays close enough that they're only down by a field goal at halftime. This game plays out slower, and then in the second half, Tampa gets a little bit more on track and just starts picking apart Philly, and they kind of go from there. 
first half, I think Jalen Hurts' legs and scrambling can give uh, Tampa some trouble. So I, I would lean towards uh, that camp of take the under, but Tampa's uh, winning this game. The second game is the one I can't call because I think there's going to be points on both sides. And there's going to be a situation where I'm talking about here where reality versus fantasy uh, makes a very big difference. So in this uh, 49ers-Dallas game, you know, Dallas is favored by only by three, over-under uh, at 50. I think these teams blow past the over. I, I just don't see how this game doesn't shoot out at this point. You got it in the dome. You got an aggressive defense in the Cowboys. You know the 49ers are going to try to get home on Dak because their secondary isn't any good. So they're, they're, go- they're going to have to blitz and just hope that they can get there because they know their secondary cannot uh, uh, guard down. This game's going to play out faster just by that alone. It's just who can get there first. And Dallas is going to gamble. And they'll probably get burned uh, by the 49ers on some run plays. But I still think in the past game, uh, George Kittle and Debo Samuel should have a field day. I am very much leaning towards just doing a game, various game stacks as my primary build throughout. Because to me, it's a harder sell trying to figure out, you know, scenarios where these guys fail as opposed to, um, you know, just a, a going back. Because I, I just don't see where you're, 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 get, you're getting. I, 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 don't, I don't see the, 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 the logical pathways where these guys are failing to generate offense. I, I think everyone's in play. Ayuk, uh, even the secondary pieces. Ayuk, Dalton Schultz. Uh, you know, you've got Pollard, uh, who I believe is the number one running back on the Cowboys, no matter how much they pay Zeke. There are pieces in this Dallas and 49ers game that I'm just going to be overweight on, and I'm just going to be under every other game today. I, I, I'm just looking at it. It's like they have the best conditions. We know the Chiefs have been underperforming the entire year in terms of uh, totals. We know the Steelers cannot run block. This is just not a situation where I see these other games having a better chance of shooting out over uh, Dallas and uh, uh, San Fran. Now, could it fail? Yeah. But even if it fails, I still think they're in a better spot of putting up numbers than these other two games because these other two games. You have one side that is clearly more lopsided than the other in terms of talent. This is not one of those games. This is not, so I, I'm just being honest here, folks. It's just a case where you know we've got we've got disparities on both sides. The spreads, you know, tell the story of what Vegas thinks, and it's not as though they're. It's not as though it's an unfair assessment. If you watch these teams play throughout the course of the year, the Dallas and uh, the Dallas and San Fran game is clearly the closest game on paper and in reality. So, uh, I and 
so for those of you who are asking uh, where does fantasy differ from reality, Dallas's defense might actually be the highest scoring defense on this slate today. Even though they might be in a high scoring game and give up a ton of points, we know Dallas is so aggressive, they can force turnovers, and all it takes is a defensive touchdown to set them up to be in the winner. Because we know Trayvon Diggs is going to be looking at Jimmy G's game tape and knowing that you can bait Jimmy G into terrible decision making. So even though Dallas could give up 28 points today or more, we could have a situation where they get a, they get a pick six, they're in the winner. Because they should be getting sacks on Jimmy G today. Jimmy G can't move. They, uh, we know Jimmy G is good for at least an interception today. Or fumble if if they just strip him. I I, I just kind of look at it like Jimmy G's going to turn the ball over at some point today. And if one of them happens to be a defensive touchdown, Dallas could be in the winner. Because, you know, the Chiefs defense, yeah, could, uh, could they cause turnovers on big men? Yeah, certainly. But I I I know while the Chiefs defense has been opportunistic with their turnovers, Dallas has been even more so in terms of scoring defense. So, it, to me, Dallas is cheaper uh, than the Chiefs as well. Uh, you know, defense is a crapshoot, but it's not the craziest thing in the world that Dallas could end up losing the game and still be the highest scoring defense on the slate. That's what, where I'm getting at, where fantasy can differ from reality, because Dallas can lose this game and have the highest scoring defense on the slate which you would think is wild, but that's the reality of the situation when it comes to fantasy scoring. Dallas could be in the winner and lose the game. So, you be prepared if you see something wonky in terms of roster construction today for uh, DraftKings and FanDuel because, again, it's hard to kind of get a read on uh, how the individual plays are going to go, but Looking at the game script, to me, the 49ers and Cowboys game script is the one that just makes the most sense for a shootout-type scenario. Because for this Sunday night game between the Steelers and the Chiefs, I, you know, over-unders at 46, I think we hit the under here. I, I'm not seeing where the Steelers are putting up points here. And, yes, we know the Chiefs shredded the Steelers' defense, I'm sure the Steelers will make some corrections, and we've seen uh, Casey underperform offensively in terms of putting up numbers. So, to me, this line is a little bit too rich on uh, the Chiefs' side. Uh, I get the minus 12. Don't get me wrong. I think the Chiefs can cover that. But what I'm saying is, is that we could be in a 30 to 14 type of situation and then you're kind of looking at it as like, well, you know, the Steelers have to keep going for it. They're not going to kick a field goal. It doesn't make any sense. And we hit the under that way. Uh, so it, it, it's the line makes sense. The line makes sense. But there's a way where the under hits and it shouldn't hit. But because of the, the, the game script of the Chiefs being so far up that the Steelers have to keep going for it instead of trying to kick field goals. The, the under could still hit, and the Chiefs could still score 30. It's just 
one of those things where I just don't see where uh, the Steelers are going to get cheap points uh, to make it worthwhile uh, to uh, to uh, feel confident. I mean, and again, the Chiefs have underachieved so much on offense that they may not hit 30. So to me, I don't even like betting the team total for the Chiefs because we've seen them fail uh, get uh, to get there. And I know folks are going to get suckered in because of that first matchup that the Chiefs, the Chiefs they, they rolled them, so they're going to roll them again. Yeah, they could. It could, it could be a repeat of what we saw with Buffalo uh, last night where the Bills were able to just get Josh Allen going and then the, the Pats had no answer. It's possible we could get that blowout scenario. But I'm less confident in that scenario than I am in uh, Dallas and the 49ers shooting out. I, I think that the Dallas and 49ers game shooting out is the more likely scenario, and I think there's probably going to be too much ownership on the Chiefs' side of things. So to me, the game stack, of Dallas and uh, San Fran is probably going to be lower owned than people trying to mix and match pieces in Dallas and San Fran and still get in uh, the Tyreek Hills and the Travis Kelsey's of the world in the nightcap, and they may not get there. So, you know, you got to pick your poison. But for me, in the game script that I'm kind of looking at, I, I, I'm leaning more towards the game script of Dallas and the 49ers uh, shoot out. Uh, I'll probably have to figure out a way of building a Jimmy G team that I feel good about. But uh, the the only reason why, uh, you know, if you're going with a game script, you have to kind of factor in a, a moment where Jimmy G uh, is productive. It's just that pricing wise, I don't see enough value there, at least from the builds I've made that it makes sense going to Jimmy G because there's not enough value to justify going down to Jimmy G pricing wise on both DraftKings and FanDuel that you're going to get that much of a upgrade somewhere else. The plays are the plays and Gronk and the uh, Gronk and Cameron Bray are cheap enough at tight end. It's like, you don't really need the reach for anyone either. So that's why I'll probably not have uh maybe outside of one or maybe two Jimmy G lineups, but out of the, like the 20, I'm probably going to be building today. Uh, you're going to just see a ton of, Dak Prescott and uh, some Tom Brady as well, but a lot of Dak because it's it just the script writes itself. Uh, and we know Dak has rushing upside. I just don't see Mahomes getting there today. He's the most expensive guy on the slate. And the value, the, the pricing wise, can he outscore Dak? Of course. But the price that you're paying for, to get him in and then uh, some of the other people, it doesn't work as clean for Mahomes. So you need the cheap guys like the McCole Hardman's of the world to hit home run and get in the end zone and have a good day production wise to beat out some of the other squads that are going to be assembled with Dak. It's, it, I think it's a taller ask and you're making life harder for yourself when you go down that route. Um, you could do, do it a little bit differently if you're doing the Mahomes build. To do it differently by not playing Zeke and playing Tony Pollard, I I can get I can justify that uh, because you'll get different, and then you can get a couple of different in other spots. So I'm not saying you can't play Mahomes. I'm just saying it's a higher degree of difficulty getting different enough and being productive enough with your roster builds that it, it it's to me Dak is an easier route to get home to into the winter circle. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, but uh, Chiefs should win this one 
I just, I like I said, uh, talked about it yesterday. This is essentially the equivalent of the Big Ben retirement party, uh, but it should have been last week when they were expecting to be eliminated from the playoffs. Now, the, now, it, it, I'm, I don't know how amped they're going to be for this game, knowing how that this last trip to Arrowhead went. If things get bad early on, this could get ugly. So we're, we're hoping for this game not to shoot to uh, get into too much of a snowball early, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. So let's get this. uh, We'll get out of here. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, got some ideas on how to uh, build out your rosters. But uh, to me, I think the uh, way to go about it is uh, you use Dak and you kind of game stack around this, uh, this uh, 49ers Dallas game. And then you can use the, the Tampa tight ends to get a little bit different with your construction. And not focus on the late game and just make it uh, kind of a two-game build, even though it's a three-game slate. Uh, you know, it, it 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 might fail, but it, it it'll be different enough, uh, in my opinion, than where I think most people are kind of going in that they'll just try to take a couple of pieces from Dallas and San Fran and then backload the Chiefs game. I just don't see it from the Chiefs today. So that's all I got. Good luck today, folks, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.